fine. <laughs> I was at the grocery store this morning because my mother was very diligently trying to make me a cake for my birthday that was dairy free, which was Aww. very thoughtful of her. But the coconut milk she had bought wasn't working, and she needed the other brand of coconut milk that she had bought that was in a smaller. Anyway, so she's like, "Please just go to the grocery store." She's like, "I know it's your birthday, but please go." And I was like, "Okay." So I went to the grocery store, and the lady at cash, her mask <laughs> said, "Everything's fine." Like that's all her mask <laughs> said. And I was like, "I do imagine your mother like in the kitchen, like this coconut milk. Yeah, is oh yeah, just, is it working? She's like, it's not working. It really wasn't working though. She was trying to whip it for so long, and it was oh, just no. like water." <laughs> Eric hand whipped whipped cream this morning to justify being able to eat it he's like well i gotta do this to like burn the cows to eat the whipped cream oh eric <laughs> and he was just like it's really just because i'm lazy because i don't want to get the stand mixer out and i was like yeah i know <laughs> well when you have actual whipping cream i feel like you know it's going to eventually it will form whip. peaks <laughs> yes this coconut milk however was not forming soft peaks it will whip it can whip <laughs> but we eventually had a lovely pavlova Ooh, I love pavlova. Yeah, so pavlova with a coconut whipped dessert on it <laughs> and a uh, lemon whip. curd. It was nice. Ooh, nice. It was nice with some berries and such. And uh, because I'm actually a really old Nova Scotian lady, um, my mom made like what I call church sandwiches, which are like funeral and wedding <laughs> sandwiches. So we had, it's, it's white bread with the crust cut off. That's what's necessary. Little tiny what, sandwiches. What you put in is less important than the fact that it's white bread with the crust cut off. <laughs> but we had cucumber lobster because my stepdad, Paul, is a principal and one of his students, only on the South Shore, brought him seven cooked lobsters yesterday. <laughs> and these are not like... Thank you. You've made such an impact in my life. Right. Seven cooked lobsters. And, and the thing about these lobsters, which thank God they were cooked because that's the worst part about getting lobster. Yeah, because having to cook it and then especially unexpected lobster. It's like, right? okay, well, I guess I'll set aside all my plans so I can cook these today. Exactly. So they came cooked, so that was better. I mean, mom, like, because she wanted to make sandwiches and stuff, I mean, had to, like, crack them all and, like, get all the meat out and everything, which, I mean, is a bit of work. But, I mean, still, like, super happy that they were cooked. Uh, but it was just really funny because I don't like lobster. Mm. And... I get home yesterday after work and there's just like lobster everywhere. And they thought it was so funny. My family was like, oh, lobster for your birthday. And I was like, like, surprise. It's like, I was uh, like, actually, no thanks. So there were lobster sandwiches, egg salad, ham and cheese, and then cherry and cream cheese, which for those of you who aren't Atlantic Canadian, you might not know what a cherry cream cheese sandwich is. Uh, But it is a classic staple to those um, kind of church sandwiches that I was speaking about. And my mom even took the extra step to flatten the bread and roll them into the little rolls. Ooh. Only the fanciest of sandwiches. Pretty adorable of her to do so. Um, (laughs) If you want to, if you're a listener and want to follow my my personal account to see photos, you're more than welcome. Yeah. Well, maybe we should just do like a cultural expose. Yeah. on um <laughs> funeral sandwiches and we'll yeah. like put those up on on the minute women that's account. gonna be my next high gam Ooh, ooh, what to eat one. at an atlantic canadian funeral or wedding <laughs> yeah you gotta pocket or baby that. shower it's it's what old ladies make they come on a big black tray always with like six pieces of saran wrap yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you're listening to the Minute Women podcast. Yeah. My name is Grace. <laughs> and I'm Linnea. And it's Linnea's birthday. It is my birthday. I am 27 years young today. Um, <laughs> now I just want to put this, paint this little picture for you because last night I got home from work. So I'm, I'm working in a full-time position, um, but I also... For those of you who listen to the podcast, know that I'm a bit of a bleeding heart. And when a local restaurant in town was like, all of our servers quit because of COVID. And I used to work there when I was younger. And it's a lovely restaurant and bar. It is. And they were like, can you come back like two or three shifts a week? And I was like, sure. So last night I worked my regular job until 4.30. And then I left there and got to the Grand Banker Barn Grill for uh, 5 o'clock. And I worked there until 11. And then I got home. And I fell asleep with <laughs> with my tense machine on, which is uh, like electro pads for your back, <laughs> which you get at physio. I fell asleep with my tense machine on, propped up in my bed in my host coat, watching Criminal Minds with half a glass of wine next to me. That's how you rounded out the 26th year. That's how year. I rounded out my 26th year. And yeah, again, I really deserved those old lady uh old lady um church sandwiches today i think that sounds like a great night i mean it was like a great night. it's a lot of work yeah props to you for working two jobs whatever. but uh two jobs just sometimes like two days a week yeah you got you got birthday wishes from craig who hosts canadian history <gasps> oh, x yeah. and the mindful ram- uh the mindful rambler who's here in halifax very cool um and then carlin hennebury and phil oh halifax phil halifax so these aren't even people that I really know. Yeah, That's I think so we've only nice. really talked to Craig. So there you go. Oh, well, thank you, everyone. <laughs> Feeling very special. Yeah, we're, we're drinking Linnea's favorite wine. We are. I even shared it with Grace. That's how loving and giving I'm feeling today. Yes, she's, <laughs> she's really taking pity on me and my lack of taste. And she's giving me this really good canned wine. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Birch Briquette. I, w- I went to the dentist yeah. here in Halifax for the first time. So, Ooh. like, I'm, you know it's a permanent living situation when you start to shift yeah. the appointments to this place instead of going back home for them. So where'd you get a dentist? So I went to Gladstone Dentistry. Um, they were great. Very lovely. Okay. You can book online, which was, you know, 75% of the reason why I chose this particular institution Perfect. of dental hygiene. Um, but they you have to do, like, a new... Um, patient exam like examination beforehand were they good questions well yeah I mean there's like a bunch of questions and stuff it was really funny because I was going through the like questionnaire and you know it's like do you have jaw problems have you ever had braces do you have contact lenses (laughs) actually contact lenses was grouped in with all of the diseases so it's like do you have HIV do you have like whatever do you have this do you have contact lenses (laughs) like I I you know you have a history of someone. heart disease yeah. like <laughs> just continuing down the list um but when i got there i sat down in the chair and it's a massage chair oh man and i was like they didn't even mention it they didn't ask me if i wanted it they didn't whoa, ask whoa, if whoa, i wanted whoa, whoa. it off like not in the waiting room like no. the actual dentist the dentist's chair, chair oh, had like man. a massage thing going yeah. on it and so i was like like i i sat down in it and i get it and i was like what is what is that i was like oh oh, this is like a massage chair. And then they didn't even talk about it. So I was like, 
have I just is this standard practice now and I've just been going to a <laughs> shitty dentist for the last forever like a poor dent like a country dentist I've never that I doesn't mean, have a massage chair my dentist is in Chester Nova Scotia which I would say is a bit of a, a bit of an uppity little they they are a village they're very proud of their village status to so all you to all you Chester they listeners. are the village people I'm happy for you and your village status but my dentist there I mean I feel like it's I feel like it's kind of bougie but uh but no, no massage chair, which is which is pretty disappointing. Um, I think that that would be a lovely addition to my to my oral health care. It's also the long weekend coming up. Yeah, it's gonna be can- the most controversial Canada Day yet. Yeah, maybe, maybe ever. Yeah, it's. <sighs> See, the thing is, when all this like news came out. Mm. I feel it's like I didn't really know how to feel but my very authentic reaction like that wasn't influenced by everyone else I literally was like yeah yeah like I'm is it horrifying yes am I surprised no this was a conversation that I actually had with my parents because my mom is very much like a fixer like my mm. mom wants to find solutions to problems like that aren't even her problems like and it doesn't have to be a big problem or it could be like you know world hunger like she's just constantly trying it's just like in her head like finding solutions a- and to kind of we we had this conversation because she's just really grappling with this like the discovery of all of these unmarked graves at residential schools and she's like well like she's not trying to reason it in any way like it's horrible but she, my stepdad and I have had to kind of be like, you know, like, it, it's it's okay. Like, we're all, like, grieving this. Like, this is, yeah. like, even though, yes, like, I'm in the same boat as you, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, it, But it is very interesting for me to see people who are surprised. Yeah. People like, who are like, I had no idea. I'm like, what the hell are you talking it's about? Like, have you not been listening for the last, like, or like, do you have no common sense? Like, like I think this stat is currently now. Indigenous women make up 3% of our total population. They represent 60% of missing and murdered indigenous or missing and murdered women in this country. Yeah. It's just like, that's the reality. And that's the, the legacy of this kind of trauma mm-hmm. is the continuing abuse. Yeah. So if if you're shocked by this, if you're horrified by this, great. Yeah, like, good. yeah, you should definitely good. feel absolutely horrified. If you're surprised by this, I would do a little more reading and educating yeah, yourself. That's just a... because this this is what they've been telling us for the last, like, century. It's like, this is the reality of what was going on there. Yeah. And well, people and, were just kind of willing to, you know. And Facebook is kind of that place for general soapboxes and mm. what have you. And, and just the people that I'm seeing, it's... I'm just like, how are you shocked like some of the people i'm seeing making these posts that i can just think of off the top of my head it's like you are of the age like where children were still taken to residential schools so how is it how is it shocking to you like and i don't i don't think the government of canada they haven't really made any real statement whatsoever like as in as in trudeau yeah, um, I mean, I I'm sure they will. Yeah, they'll have to. They, but yeah. and I'm sure they're crafting a very particular statement. Um, yeah, which yeah. I mean, take, I don't know what you do. Like again, it's it's one of those situations where it's so insurmountably horrible mm-hmm. that you just kind of have to, I think, set aside your job 
to the best of your ability Mm -hmm. like it's like was this the liberal government that you know persecuted people in residential schools no No. this is this is the liberal government that hasn't been providing clean drinking water or you know Mm -hmm. hasn't fulfilled the promise that they said that they yeah. would resolve that issue D- did you see the mp for none of who stepped down yes yeah. yeah that was a really powerful speech mm-hmm. I, she's so young too she's 27 yeah um so You're she's right. yeah so she's the youngest she i think she's the youngest fe- she's definitely the youngest female mp ever mm. um i don't know you know way back in the day when everybody was younger doing everything true um, like you know getting married and having children there might have dying been, at the age of 35 <laughs> exactly there might have been men that were younger but uh, she is the youngest woman to be an mp her name is actually mumilak kakak and if i pronounce that wrong i apologize um sorry segment Source segment will come <laughs> later. Uh, and she was the MP for Nunavut, and she has stepped down um, just because she doesn't feel... Which, when the speech first started, I was like, ugh, but, like, you're the type of person that we need because... But that's not her responsibility, A. Yeah. It's not her responsibility to be like, oh, I'm just going to carry all of this because I understand the struggle. So, like, A, yeah, like, totally not not your responsibility it's the canadian government's responsibility to educate themselves like it shouldn't just be one person and b i like how her whole message was that she didn't feel not not i like it but i think that it was really powerful that her message was like i don't feel safe here and i don't feel like i belong here and Mm -hmm. that's not something that i that's not how i want to feel when i go to work because no one should have to feel like that when you go to work yeah, I mean, it's so easy to feel like a token. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not her responsibility to be that token no. person. So, um, yeah, I think if you haven't watched her uh, speech where she announced that she would not be um, re-campaigning as the MP of Nunavut, you definitely should because it's really powerful, really good. Yeah, and so with, like, Canada Day approaching, it's just kind of one of those things of, like, I probably, like, am I going to take advantage of a civic holiday? Mm. Yeah. Am I going to, like, sing the national anthem? Probably not. Probably not. Um, yeah, def- definitely not for me, at least. Um, and definitely looking back on, like, <laughs> this podcast, it's a bit of a conundrum in the sense that, mm-hmm. you know, like, this is a Canadian history podcast, and I think we've always tried to be very inclusive mm-hmm. and at least acknowledge when we don't have a perspective yeah. like we can't know everything and it, again yeah. it's like <laughs> this is not like your prime resource for canadian history <laughs> no but and nor should it be <laughs> yeah. yeah like we we have no claims to be everything you need to know about canadian history um this is just our opinions of heritage minutes made by historica canada which definitely out of the entire catalog of historical minutes to date are under representative of BIPOC um so uh black indigenous people of color in Canada and so that yeah. needs to change yeah and I think there's been a shift mm-hmm. in them mm-hmm. as of late they have one about residential schools specifically yeah. and they deal with a death mm-hmm. at a residential school though it's a death of someone running away versus yeah. you know but it's because of the treatment that they got there. Yep. And, you know, it's. I think it's, a, to me, it's just this. these latest discoveries of the unmarked graves of children, and I believe some adults, at yep. 
residential schools across the country were over 2,000 or over 1,000 bodies yeah. found at this point. It's just like, yeah, it, it really highlighted for me, like, it's amazing that some people will put national pride mm-hmm. before just being a human being mm-hmm. and seeing like, wow, I can't believe that these people have gone through this. Exactly. And let someone grieve mm-hmm. and don't shove your celebration in their face. Mm-hmm. I guess. No, 100%, 100% definitely. Definitely. And it's not like a snowflake statement to say, I don't want to celebrate Canada Day this year. No. And in, in the future, I will probably have very different Canada Day celebrations. Yep. It's an, an argument that I've heard that I find not, I guess, frustrating. I was going to say not infuriating, but it's just a, an argument that I've heard, especially living in a more rural town, more rural community, is that residential school started in, I, I think there were residential schools starting in the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. And now... I don't agree with this statement, but it has something I've read, and it was in an article by a reliable news source, stating that if you look at the at the rate of, you know, infant and childhood deaths in the 1800s to the 1900s in white people, there are a lot more deaths than there are today, and that these total numbers come from, you know, when those schools opened until when those schools closed. Do I think that that makes it better? No, because you don't have, you know, the Lunenburg Academy in Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, where I grew up, has been a school uh, for, I think it's been open something, I don't know, like 100 and, 118 years or something. And there's not a bunch of, you know, dead bodies and unmarked graves of children under that school. Yeah, and it's it's like, I don't care if a single child didn't die. Yeah. It was a bad system. A hundred percent. That was a, which was genocide. And that's the other thing that I see where it's people like mincing words and wanting to say attempted genocide. No. That's not the definition of genocide. The definition of genocide isn't murder. No. And I think, I I really do. I think that's such a good point because so many people think genocide means people are being killed. People are being murdered. And that's not what genocide means. It means the like ripping away of a culture and values from a group of people who celebrate and live with those culture and that culture and values. Yeah. And even like in my own work, I've in the past used cultural genocide as a term throughout a lot of my research. Mm -hmm. And something I would go back and change is just taking away the word cultural. Like it's not genocide is a hard word in a global context because that it's it's a human rights crime crime against humanity so when the united nation declares something a genocide that actually has tangible or it's supposed to have mm-hmm. tangible repercussions yeah. and there's supposed to be a policy that is put in place right. in accordance with that so that's why no one wants to say gen- that's the real reason politicians especially don't, don't like saying the word genocide, genocide because it actually has a governmental uh, consequence to it. Right. At the end of the day, even if there were no mass graves found Mm -hmm. and, you know, every child that went to a residential school came back alive, Mm -hmm. like, you see the legacy of the trauma of children just, like, being ripped from their families and being told that everything that you've ever been assigning value to in your life doesn't matter. And I'm going to show you what actually matters. Not even is wrong, but doesn't matter. 
like it doesn't count it doesn't matter it doesn't mean anything like the values that you have and the things that you believe in just don't matter like the language you speak like all of that irrelevant it's wrong and it's wrong yeah and we're gonna show you the right way and the right way is through like pain and violence and like torturing these children start like their children starving to death yeah and like if you are a person who can can justify Mm -hmm. or at least ignore like i and i think that's what base level it is the ability to ignore it i guess like you're ignoring like the fact that like even just one child was like taken from their family and murdered at a school yeah that was run by your government yeah you think about you know a horrible tragedy the sandy hook shooting that happened in the united states and you know that was children who because of the laws in the united states of america a person was able to come into the school with a legally purchased right and i don't know if it was legally purchased but an easily accessible piece of you know man made machinery human made machinery and strike violence in that regard it's hard not to it's it's hard for me to see that this isn't taken as seriously mm-hmm. it's like it's still children dying like, that's not okay anywhere there's no reason that yeah. that's okay yeah no no and that's a good point because it's like sandy hook was global news the, the world tragedy yeah we have found you know 500 times the amount mm-hmm. of bodies mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. and that's just five schools yeah and, and there were schools you're okay with that all over the country yeah yeah and so i'm really happy that they're doing all of these like investigations because mm-hmm. you know sometimes unfortunately sometimes people need to see a body to accept that there's been a crime oh and i, I think that's yeah i think if that's that case pretty... show them the body like for some people it really has to be black and white it can't be like we have records that this happened they have to see that this happened yeah so, I mean, obviously, this is, like, really dark and terrible and tragic, but do not fret. I can't solve everything for you people, <laughs> but I can offer you an alternative yeah, to if, Canada Day. If you're not planning to celebrate Canada Day, Grace has shared with me a very brief uh, <laughs> tidbit of something you could celebrate instead, and I think it's a pretty excellent idea. So I'm going to let Grace take it away with a story about a man named Bobby. Yes. So my partner, he loves baseball. And he particularly loves baseball stories. And so, you know, in light of this tragedy, we're going to try and lighten up the mood a little bit by saying that there is an alternative to celebrating Canada Day on July 1st. And instead, you can celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day. Yeah. So Bobby Bonilla was a MLB baseball player. I believe he was a right fielder. And he, when he came into the league, he played for the Pittsburgh Pirates, had, like, showed a bunch of potential. So, like, the Pittsburgh Pirates probably could have had, like, a little dynasty if they didn't fuck it up huh. um, in, like, I believe the late 80s or early 90s. But anyways, Bobby Bonilla, breakout star in his rookie season. He winds up going playing for the Mets for a couple of years. Um, but the fans really hated him. And so eventually he got shipped off to another Why? team. Why? What's wrong with him? To be honest, I don't know off the okay. top of my head. but Just an unlikable guy. That's fine. They just fine. don't like him. Um, he eventually got brought back to the Mets and so they signed him on this huge contract because he had just had this like amazing season prior to that Mm. and so they're like great we're bringing in this like high caliber player we're gonna pay him top dollar Mm. and things don't pan out like I think the fans don't like him again he's also just not living up to potential right 
And so they want the worst thing in sports is being told you have potential <laughs> than not meaning it. Absolutely. Always going in as an underdog. Yeah. So Bobby's not doing very well with the Mets second time around. They want to ship him off. They want to get him out of town. But they would have to buy him out of this massive contract that he signed. And so they come up with this scheme that I don't think has ever happened again because it turned out it turns out terribly. Spoiler alert for the Mets. <laughs> um they say, like, okay, we're not going to buy out your contract, but what we will do is that starting in the year 2000 and for the subsequent 35 years, we will give you a million dollars because I think they had to buy him out $35 million. So they're like, we'll just do a $35 mi- million deal that's not a lump sum. Yes, we will do it. And, like, yeah. he's like, of course, that's, like, the best retirement deal. Also, right. give me 6% interest on that and you have a deal. Brilliant. Like, Great. Brilliant. Because – you know, for a professional baseball team, a million dollars, that's really nothing no. in the run of a season. Like, no, to be like, oh, no... we have to, you know, set aside, like, one mil for Bobby, like, fine. Yeah, and they have no salary cap. So right. it doesn't matter to them. So they're like, great, we signed this deal. The reason that they don't want to buy him <laughs> out is partially because they wanted to get other players to replace him. Sure. But also... They wanted to invest all of this money in Bernie Madoff's Ponzi scheme. Of course. <laughs> which which they, at the time was not known to I be a Ponzi I was just going to say, <laughs> which, you know, to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> at the time, they thought this sounded like a really good idea. They didn't know about the scheme part. Yeah. <laughs> and so, that he, like, Bernie Madoff is promising 10% returns at least annually. Yeah. And so, you know, if any, I don't. You know, I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of the bon- uh, the the Madoff Ponzi scheme. If you don't know, look it up. I'm not the person to explain that yeah. story. But the long and short of it is, <laughs> the Mets now pay Bobby Bonilla on July 1st a million dollars plus interest yeah. every single year until 2035. So, I mean, looking at my calendar, we have 14 years of celebration <laughs> left. And I think that covers our bases, wink, uh, wink for the wink. next little while. And so, you know, you don't have to celebrate Canada Day. You can celebrate the best schemer of all time, yeah. Bobby Bonilla. Because, you know, you probably have it as a stat holiday if you're yeah. working right now. So, you know, don't don't waste that day. Screw red and white. Throw on your blue and orange. Yeah. <laughs> And, and sit down and watch the Mets. The Mets are doing pretty great right now. Yeah. DeGrom, their pitcher, is having one of the best pitching seasons of all time. Yeah. It's a great year to celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day. Exactly. Spend time celebrating Bobby and, you know, <laughs> spend some time researching and kind of um, building a better understanding of the residential school system in Canada. And you've got yourself a whole day, folks. So if you're not checking out our website regularly, please do so. It's got all of our episodes, our links to social media, and it has some really great info about Grace and I. Also, beautiful pictures and all of the sources that Grace uses for each episode. So check that out. It's www.minutewomenpodcast.ca. And make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to us on. Rate and review the podcast. We release new episodes every Wednesday. But until next time... Happy Bobby Bonilla Day, and happy birthday to Linnea. Thanks. Bye. Bye.